0: It was so like immediate gratification, made me feel good every day for like six months. And then I just fell into this fucking depression and oh my God, a battle to to get up every day for like eight months. Um, And at the end of that, I was like, I know what I have to do. like I know what's gonna bring me out of this. There's only one thing that I haven't tried.
1: Is your home base? I live in L.A. now. In L.A.? Yeah. All right. When did you move out there? Saga man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I went to school with a bunch of kids that went to, or yeah. from the Saga, and like Vaughn and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you play but, hockey? I did, yeah. yeah. I went to a hockey school for high school. Oh, which one? Uh, it's called Everest Academy. Okay. Um, yes. They went bankrupt and COVID. Oof. <laughs> it was whack, actually. I, oh, my. yeah. From like grade nine to grade 11, it was... The best school ever it was so sick we we our school was like in a it was not meant to be a school it was like a big ass office building mm. that they <laughs> Converted made into a school. school and it was right next to uh like a good life or some sort of I've, it wasn't a good life some sort of fitness thing yeah. and we shared a basketball court and we could like we couldn't really go, but we could sneak in to like use their gym mm. equipment yeah. and it was like just floors and floors and floors and machines and ping pong it. it was the best wow. and then they went bankrupt. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, so I did grade 12 in, in, uh, portables. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that'll humble you yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even know how good we had it, yeah. 9 and 10.
1: So did you play hockey for the, the school or did you play hockey for like the Oakville Blades?
0: Um, <laughs> I did play on like all those Oakville, Oakville teams. Yeah. Oh, fuck, what was the league called? It was like, uh, it was like Oakville
1: I played House League. Like, I was not oh, okay, okay. a scout. Um, right? huh? You were a scout? I was a scout. You were a point. scout? Yeah. Did you play? No, no. No. Never got to play, but I, I scouted for the Mississauga Steelheads. The oh, OHL. no way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I spent a lot of time in there. the Oakville t- uh, rinks watching so, the Blades. How recently? Uh, As recent as two years ago.
0: Do you know Luca Del Blues?
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. went to school with him. Oh, no way. He went to Harris. He's a good player. He's great. Yeah. He's a great dude as well. Yeah, super um, nice.
0: Who else? Do you know? Well, I could you'd probably know we, these guys we could probably like start like, naming yeah. <laughs> He I know that he played on the Steelheads. Do you know uh
1: Yeah, he got traded I think a year ago.
0: Yeah. My sister's ex-boyfriend played for the, the the uh, Steelheads as well. Okay. So I had a bunch of like Steelheads merch growing up. <laughs> <laughs> <It was sick. laughs> well, on that
1: note, Johnny Orlando. Hey. W- welcome to the Gen's Talk podcast. I know, it's, it's like which camera should I be all looking at? Just <laughs> wave at all, yeah. Cool. But yeah, welcome to the Gen's Talk podcast. Excited to have you on.
0: Thanks for having me. No, right I'm, right. In, I'm stoked to be here.
1: <laughs> no, this is cool. You're uh, you're doing a lot of cool stuff. And you've been you. doing a lot of cool stuff since you were a toddler. Maybe not a toddler, but it was quite, yeah, you were yeah. young. I think it was eight years old. I think when you mm-hmm. first started posting stuff online, and your yeah. sisters did it for you. I was reading the yeah. story this morning. So your sisters helped you put together a YouTube page, and you just started doing covers. Mm-hmm. Were you always just into to making music? No. Um, do you want to hear the? I'll give you an abbreviated version of the story. Okay, um, <laughs> so this is I've, what really happened. <laughs> yeah,
0: because uh, honestly, like over the years, we've like, we've like. PRified it and then like unprified it and then right. pr it again for different everything for different well, outlets whatever sure. um but the the most basic story is I was eight years old it was like Christmas-ish time um I wasn't in school and my sister Darian um who's the one that that I started it all with that was the was one that we met yeah, she's okay. she's yeah, still yeah. to this day my manager and like tour manager and, and everything. Yeah. Um. She was watching a lot of YouTube covers at the time because that was like what was popping off in 2011. Um. And she eventually just came to me and she was like, "Do you want to do this?" I was like, "Sure." Like, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I was eight. I was bored. I didn't yeah. have a phone. I was I was just down. So we we made a. Uh, Covered a cover to Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Uh, we recorded on like that, on like the Mac, um, like the microphone yeah, built yeah. into the, <laughs> the computer. And then uh, my dad had a, like a camera that he like brought on like family vacations. We, we had a video mode, so we shot a video. Um, she figured out how to use um, iMovie, and I don't know, I don't even know how she did it. She was 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, posted on YouTube, very crafty. And then from there we kinda of just kept doing that. Right. She would make like all of the graphics and all of the edit she did everything for the first like five years. Oh. Until I was old enough to have opinions basically. <laughs> yeah.
2: I used to just pull up and just sing. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay,
0: I can do this, this is my time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then when you when you started doing that and you told your friends about it, it, it didn't you didn't get the reactions that you thought you were gonna get.
0: Um yeah, well, honestly, I didn't really give a shit, but I, I did kind of. It was mostly, everybody in my grade, by the time that, that people knew about it, I was already, like, making, I already had made some money. I did, like, a Nutella commercial when I was, fuck, like, 10, yeah. 9 maybe. Um, and I remember they paid me 5K, and I was stoked, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so then whenever when, when people brought it up, I would be like, yeah, but, like, you know, and it's like, it's a job. Like, I'm, it's my career. Yeah. I'm just working on it. <laughs> Anybody in my grade. But then the older kids would, like, get on my ass about it. would be like, oh, when's your next cover coming out? Yeah. Um, and I, like, kind of knew that they were making fun of me. But also, I would be like, ah, probably in, like, a week or two. Like, we're working on it right now. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no.
1: Meanwhile, you're waiting for your sister to come up with the next <laughs> the Yeah. Next cover. <laughs> <laughs> I would wait
0: for her to be like, hey, this song's uh, popular right now. Let's yeah. do this one. I'm like, all right, cheers. <laughs> fine."
1: so how old are you now 20 you're 20 yeah so since you were eight years old you've been making music so 12 yeah. years of your life that's more than half mm-hmm. you've essentially grown up famous how does that feel um It well it doesn't
0: feel any type i, I also didn't like i didn't have any i wasn't getting recognized in public until i was like 13 Mm -hmm. which was more manageable if i was like eight years old and people were coming up to me i would have been i would have been like what the hell is going on Mm -hmm. and it probably would have messed me up pretty bad but um i was a bit older and my by the time things started happening my parents had had been involved and um my dad is a he's a he's a lawyer so he um would like help with the early contracts and stuff and so by the time everything was finally happening on the outside because we were we were A tight ship Mm -hmm. always. Um, My sister did the creative stuff. I sang and sometimes had ideas when I was younger. (laughs) Um, And and my dad like kind of was like this protective blanket around Mm -hmm. us, but never forced us to do anything.
1: Um, Which I think is so important. So because you hear a lot of horror stories Mm -hmm. of parents. I lucked out. Yeah, even in sports. In a huge way. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely. Um, And my mom and dad would tell me stories but like cause uh there's this thing called a Coogan account which is um uh do you guys know what that is? No. So in uh in like I think it's mostly TV and film but when you're a minor um you have to put a certain amount of every paycheck into this Coogan account which nobody can touch not even you until you're 18 um because there's this Dude, I forget who it is, but his last name was Coogan or yeah. something, um, and so that's where it all came from. He got ripped off by his uh, parents or manager right. or something, uh, but like you've heard the story, it's sure. happened yeah. so, so many, many times. times. Yeah. So my my parents were really 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 supportive and really good about about that. Obviously, never 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 ripped me off or anything. Yeah. Um, oh goodness, I forget where we were before. I, I did my little tangent. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> so. We were talking about like growing up famous and and, ah. and how that you know the weight of all of that
0: um so the reason i bring up my parents is because they were very good at like not like never letting it affect me Mm. which is weird i i guess to say um but they would always say and never they would never belittle me but they would always be like remember like this is you are not johnny orlando you are john orlando and those are two different people um and you have to remember that like there's there's you're when you're when you come home when we're having dinner at night to take off the the johnny hat and just like mm-hmm. be what you've always been um and there was for sure a time when i kind of when those lines got blurred i, I forgot um
1: how do you manage those when it gets blurred
0: oh you figure it out pretty quickly yeah. um because you just start doing stupid shit like so it still sometimes happens or like like I'll go out with my friends and I'll get a little ahead of myself and then like for the next two days I'm like fuck that was bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I I was like uh um I don't know I feel like at this point I'm pretty self-aware and I've always kind of have been um in terms of keeping myself contained but there were a lot of years where my dad would kind of just like I would be doing something and then he'd come in my ear and be like relaxed and it's like chill a little bit um which i hated (laughs) oh my god did i hate when he would oh the words what were the words he would say um oh he would he would say reel it in reel it in or like rein it in yeah um and i'd be like what the fuck are you talking about yeah
1: um but it was so
0: helpful it was
1: so in in the moments where johnny orlando is front and center and then the moments where John Orlando is front and center, what's the biggest difference between the two?
0: Good question. Um, probably the, I guess, like, just what it's for. If if John Orlando is ever front and center, it's because I'm, like, um, I, like, have family over, or, or and I'm, like, i don't know like like giving a presentation in class that's when i i don't know that's when like me as a as a person and not as an artist or or a business person i get to like talk to my friends and like be be like the center of attention and influence people but without the the other stuff yeah you know i don't know that's a i'd have to think more about that i think to give you a Sure. I mean, we've had other artists
1: in here where we've asked a similar question and they've also had similar responses where sometimes it's hard to delineate between who's sitting in front of us sometimes. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, when does the person behind the persona come out and when does the persona come out? Mm -hmm. Like I anticipate, for example, when you're coming here to sit down with us, Johnny Orlando was coming in. And I'm hoping by the end of the conversation, we're talking to John Orlando. Right. You know what I mean. Like the middle of it. <laughs> we're in the middle, maybe, maybe you know, like a few more minutes in. <laughs>
0: um, I think uh, now that I've thought about it for a second, I th- I don't think John Orlando is ever in. I don't think he's ever front and center. I think that's kind of the the point. Um, like when I'm when I'm at home, nobody's like going. Nobody's doing anything for me. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like mm. my mom isn't. Oh, can I, can I get you anything? Fuck it. Mom, can you give me a glass? Get it your fucking self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like
2: you're not a big deal. No. In that, in that sense, people... You're just are, yeah. like, I know you're just John was just a dude. You get, to feel, you get to feel regular. Yeah. And like, I guess normal. versus like the professional that have to be like... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's most of the time. Like, I don't... The only time, honestly, even right now, um, for sure, like I'm posturing a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I know what we're here today to, to talk about, at least mm-hmm. for me and, and also for you guys. Um, but I always try to be as real as possible. And the only time that I ever have to really like turn on a character is when I'm walking onto a stage mm-hmm. because that's not me. Yeah. I'm not the person who can like go crazy crazy in front of a couple hundred people that's not me that's the other guy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but otherwise like when i'm talking to pretty much anybody or like if i'm if i'm trying to impress somebody then i'll fucking like turn it on (laughs) you know but uh but otherwise like i'm a i'm just a fucking dude from toronto man (laughs) (laughs) From
1: Oakville. Oakville. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I not, forgot. About a i a Toronto podcast. You're not from shit <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, when you when you are on stage, th- I imagine the attention, the energy. There's a high that comes with all of that. Mm-hmm. What's the come down like when you're off stage? You just finished. You're you're wrapping up. You're about to go back home. What happens in that window between? that level of high and then sort of coming back down to earth?
0: I've never, I've heard people talk about it. I've never really noticed anything super drastic to be, to be quite honest. Like as soon as I get off stage, sometimes I'm like, fuck, I want to do that again right now. Like I wish we could just, I could time travel to an hour ago and we could do that again. Um, But when I'm out there, that's why I'm thinking to myself Enjoy every second of this. You don't know when you're gonna do this again, mm. or uh, since COVID, you don't know if you're ever gonna do this again. Mm. Anything can happen, man. Um, uh, but no, I haven't. I feel like I don't know. Maybe that's a product of my parents teaching me to turn things off, and 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 um, you know, I'm not sure. Or maybe because I've lived with it yeah, totally. for so long, that was a part of your question I didn't answer. It doesn't feel any type of way. It's mm. just. it's the reality of waking up yeah did your
2: whole did your whole family move to LA or just you
0: that was crazy it was uh it was every time I think about this as like a bit of an older person now it blows my fucking mind cause who would do that for the kids Mm -hmm. um so eternally (laughs) grateful but so when I was 12 I had about a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube it was my biggest platform at the time my uh, I don't even know how it happened, but everybody knew like LA was like the place to be. Um, and honestly, there wasn't even like, I feel like whenever an app like TikTok um, comes around and before that it was Musical.ly where everybody is in one place, it creates kind of like a community, a social, that creates influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time it was just YouTube. So there were like some influencers, there was like Maddie B Raps and like Cimarelli and like Connor Maynard and the people that were around back then. But there was no... Connor's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. And he was who I looked up to back in, in those days. But there was no community. There was nobody for me to go out to L.A. and hang out with mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, We were just fucking, we were flying completely blind. My parents were, they just trusted us. They. My dad saw how much we loved it. And he's always been a guy to take risks when he thinks the time is right. It was a huge risk. Mm -hmm. Was there Um, something
1: that happened that made it obvious that the next logical step was LA? It was just like, we think we should go.
0: We knew that it would probably be good to go. And truthfully, if if we didn't do that, I have no idea what would have happened. No idea. Mm -hmm. No idea where I'd be. I don't... I can almost... I can confidently say that it wouldn't have happened as quickly as it did. Yeah. Cause I like, I moved to LA and within a year I was getting 20,000 followers a day on Instagram. And that was cause I moved out there. Oh my God. To think of the chain of events as well. <laughs> this is crazy. I moved out to LA. I was chilling there. I was going to school for a little bit. Some kid DMs me on Instagram. He has like 13,000 followers. I remember this very well. And it's Hayden Summerall. Um, at this point, I had maybe like 60, 70 scrambles. Instagram, so I wasn't big either, but um, he was like, and it was his dad, because he was like, he was younger than me, actually. Right. So he was shit, like 11, and mm. I was 12. Um, and he was like, hey, l- let's go get milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> um, and I remember, I remember, and he's one of my best friends now, mm. is, is how that story ends. But So through him, I met, so many people and through those people i met so many people and then eventually somebody came to me and was like hey have you heard of this new app it's like kind of blowing up like people are just starting to get on it i'm an ambassador like i'll set you up with an account and verification and you're like we'll get you on your way it's called musically mm-hmm. and i was like no i haven't but i'm interested and i'll try anything because i want to blow up <laughs> um
1: <laughs> was musically the was that TikTok before? It was yeah, TikTok. Yeah, it was. Okay. That was
0: like the lip syncing. Yeah, sped up songs. Mm. It was like it was like a middle school middle schooler thing. Yeah. Um, so I blew up on there. And then I went on MagCon, and that all it all started from my parents. It's crazy when you th- <laughs> really think about it. You know, you have a seventeen-year-old kid and a twelve-year-old kid with a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. And you moved to LA. Mm-hmm. Wild.
1: Keep so what's the LA. what's the lesson that you've learned from that whole part of your life?
0: You got to be uncomfortable to ha- make anything happen. Mm. I think nothing, nothing fun ever happens
2: in your comfort zone. Is the last time you thanked them for moving to LA? Pardon me. When's the last time you thanked them for moving to LA? We don't really do that
0: in general we don't say sorry either it's you just know mm. he knows mm. my parents know um
1: it's a unique relationship
0: yeah it's strange we don't talk about things like that um because we just know yeah we spend yeah. so much time with each other we rarely get sappy we rarely mm-hmm. get anything we just know yeah.
1: and you're i you're <laughs> vibing on a different level yeah, like we're, very, so we're very we're very close another. as a yeah, family. Yeah.
0: Um, cuz we all work together. Our yeah. our lives are so intertwined um that I don't know, there's beef, but like I can't stay mad at anybody for that yeah. long. Sure a, there's going to be some as as arguments a personal and disagreements. Yeah, and happens, also like yeah. I'll will f- see you tomorrow. Like what am I going to do? <laughs> stay- yeah. We have work to do. I'm still mad at you. No. <laughs> we're going to yeah. get this work done is yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. No, that's awesome. So you're in a, you're in L.A. now. How often do you come back to to Toronto? So um, we didn't
0: for a year and a half. Um,
1: after moving to L.A. After initially. moving to L.A. Okay. So
0: I left halfway through the school year in grade six. Jeez. Um, Not even summertime, eh? Huh? Not even summertime. Nah. No, because <laughs> it was like, if we're going to go, we got to do it now. Okay. And the reason for that is my dad was born in... Um, In the US just Mm -hmm. by chance his his parents lived there for like like a year or something he was born like six months of the way in Um, so he lived there for six months as like as a baby so he's technically an American citizen with an American passport he never had a passport he never claimed it until we were gonna start the process to moving Um, and so one of the biggest reasons why we moved when we did is because of uh, US citizenship so I'm a US citizen um, and I have been since I was like thirteen. Yeah. Um, but when you inherit it through your parents, because we basically got a speedy process because my dad's American. Right. Um, but we had to live there. Mm. Uh, and my sister was about to turn eighteen, and then after you're eighteen, it becomes significantly more difficult, and then after you're like twenty five or something, it becomes impossible. Mm. Um. Uh, but we had an inn with my dad, so we we like went. Um, got citizenship, came home. And then I did grade 8 through grade 12 here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you enjoy living out in LA?
0: Um,
1: I am more these days. I imagine, like I've been to LA maybe twice now, but I imagine being in an environment where everybody is in, uh, is either an actor... Uh, an artist, an influencer, something like that. It can both be motivating and also sometimes highlight what you're not doing. Like if you spend a lot of time around people in the same field as you, and you see what other people are doing, sometimes it can remind you of what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. You ever find yourself in that kind of position?
0: For sure, all the time, and that's that's one of the reasons why I love L.A. People, everybody has such good ideas. Um, but everybody's ideas are a little different. So you can either hire a bunch of superstars, which is expensive, or you can collaborate with, with other people that are doing the same thing as you, which is free yeah. usually. <laughs> um, and, uh, and just bounce shit off each other. I, that's one of the, the reasons that I moved out. I just moved out. I got my lease like three weeks ago. Yes. Nice, I'm going First time. Thank you. First time. First time yeah. Um, and so I moved out with an artist friend of mine named Sombre, uh, and he's amazing. He's he's two years younger than me. I'm fucking, I'm you're welcome. Cause I'm about to <laughs> gas him up. Um, but he he's 17. He like started a record label when he was oh he's 18 now. When he was younger than 18, I forget actually started when. a record label. Started a record mm-hmm. label Jesus. was signing kids off TikTok to like distro deals and and uh, like oh, wow. as an artist as well. Like kids are fucking. He's he's a fucking genius. Like he's very smart, kid. and he's and he's great at music. Um, yeah. so, and then like, when we moved before we moved in, we were like, this house is this house is a where we're gonna make it, and b it's gonna be a revolving door. Anybody who wants to come in, chill, vibe, make music, whatever. Yeah, we're gonna have two studio. It's a four bedroom house. It's just me and him. So we have two studios upstairs, and then just like a, a living room thing down. It's not huge, but we have people over all the time. Um, nothing's really set up yet, but I'm gonna have people working all the time, whether I'm up there, whether just go, go use the studio, whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: it's very nice of you.
0: Well, there's motive, obviously, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I just wanna, I I wanted to, I don't know, I feel like a creative space yes. is is such a such a a resource, such a good resource. And c- having creative people around you is the best resource. Yeah,
1: um, it can inspire yeah. you to to come out with Absolutely. new things that you may not have previously known you could do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, but LA can be discouraging, which is I think a part of what you're asking. Because because to me, when I see people doing things that I'm not doing, like f- like working, that motivates me. But achieving that. Also motivates me, but also can it can like be like fuck?
1: Like, yeah. Why am I not there? Yeah. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything. I'm
0: working so hard, and I'm not there. Um, what do you do in those instances? Um, I think it's really important not to burn out, um, and I didn't used to realize that. So I don't know. Either, either I'll fire it up to another level or or i'll just take take a seat relax and then fire it up later but i think you have to listen to yourself and your brain and your body
1: is there someone in your circle that you turn to in terms of like if you're ever if you find yourself being negative on yourself like uh, for me i've got people in my circle that i know if i'm particularly feeling negative this is the person i go to if I'm looking for inspiration, this is the person I go to. Sometimes whenever I need it externalized because it's not, I can't internalize it for some reason. Is there people in your circle that play a certain role for you like that? Um, uh, it's
0: definitely not as well thought out um, as as what you said, but probably. My first answer was no, but that's probably not true if I if I think about it for the most part i'm pretty good at doing just like kind of think like therapizing myself yeah. um if Self-aware. i'm aware yeah if yeah. if i'm getting down on myself nine out of time nine out of ten times i haven't slept well in a week or two and mm. it's eleven thirty, and i've been working since 10 a.m and i just need to go to bed that's what's really wrong mm. you know all of those things might be partly true that i'm saying to myself but I just need to go to bed because I'll
1: feel better about it all tomorrow. Sleep is so important. So
0: important. Yeah. Never realized that until like six months ago.
1: <laughs> what, what what was the catalyst to, to understanding why? Oh,
0: dude, weird shit happens to me when I don't sleep. Weird <laughs> stuff. I'm not even going to tell you because the last time I told somebody, they were like, what the f- fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know. <laughs> um, I just, I, I get like auditory hallucinations is the biggest thing. Like that I actually, here in, in I, shit. yeah. and But I have to really not be sleeping. It yeah. has to be bad. Like, uh, Sorry, seconds. What do
1: you hear when that happens? Just like. Auditory hallucinations. Yeah.
0: Just like shit that isn't there. I'll just I feel okay. Like, just stuff. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. My <laughs> <laughs> fans are going to call me nuts. Um, but, that happened um, second semester of grade 12 when I was when I, when I was finishing high school like yeah. when I had finished all my classes and it was just like culminating things and exams I was also um, fuck I forget when I forget what was coming up but something else was happening in music at the same time and that was like the first time that my schedule had really like not worked yeah. it didn't work because um, I was in LA I had class at 5 a.m. every morning, and then I would work until 1 or 2 in the morning and then get up for a 5 a.m. class. Usually I'd kind of just be sleeping through it. Sure. Um, but I'd get up at 5, join that Zoom, um, do my school day on, on Zoom, and then, like, get into it. Oh, I was running sessions. That's what I was doing. So I would I would do class until, like, 1, and then I would have a session at 2, like from 2 to eight or nine Um, and then we get home and it's like okay well now we need to do content like we we need to post shit tomorrow like we can't just not so you gotta do what you gotta do we do content
2: it was bad it was really bad how do do you balance 20 right Mm. being 20 you know got your place with your buddy, and like I'm 20 I'm supposed to do some dumb shit to being like I can't do anything because I am who I am I do dumb shit all the time naturally well, like, it's, like, it's, like, <laughs> natural, but like it's like it's like it's it's harder because like you know you have to so much is more on the line i guess right a lot a lot of times when people grow up in that in famous young it's like they feel like they don't get a chance to really live as a kid sometimes
0: oh i lived okay. <laughs> <laughs> i did a lot of, i continue to do a lot of dumb shit um which is good
2: nothing too reckless obviously but like, no like i'm not good.
0: I'm not doing anything that's going to get me caught.
2: Yeah. like you're not, you're not out there trying, you're, you're living, but you're not like you're not feeling, you you're not super restricted because it's also no, what it is. No. no, what it is. no. no. Is par- part of the problem too when you have a young actors is like they're not, yeah. like, because they can't do anything, it's just like, that's why they lash out later sometimes and it's like yeah. they do, it's like, well, you didn't get a chance to grow up.
0: Yeah, I think, honestly, I think most of it is 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 not having strong parenting because I was, I've been working since I was, I've been really working since I was, like, 13 years old. I didn't go out. I don't think... I've lied about this so many times. I don't think I went to one high school party my whole four years. Does that bother you? It did. Absolutely. And I would lie about it. Oh, or, like... Yeah, yeah. like, I would just... Because I was so embarrassed. I don't... I actually don't think I went to one high school party in in Toronto, like, with... I didn't go to one party with people that I uh, went to school with, never. Um, Grad? COVID, didn't have one. was I was in LA, I was working. COVID (laughs) Um, grad, Actually that summer, that summer we came home. The 2020 summer I was home um, and then, but 2021, Mm -hmm. 2021, which was, I graduated from spring 2021 and I was in LA, I was working. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to my graduation because I was in quarantine. Um, um, but sorry, to finish that thought from a, a second ago, I didn't go to the high school party. I, but like, the parties now are way more fun. Yeah. For sure. What were, what were those kids doing? Play. Oh, oh my God, somebody brought balls and, uh, and red solo cups. Let's play beer pong. Okay, we do that every time now. Like, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? You're not really, you look like you're
2: not really. You're not really, you're not really I don't How much watched, are it, you like, missing? Not, nothing
0: it's uh-huh. i'm not missing the birth of my child no. No. because i'm part in your 20s are way better anymore. exactly <laughs> i have money now and i have freedom and i'm of age that was another thing like uh i don't really have to be i don't i don't really have to be careful anymore because i'm 20 i can drink when i'm in canada and so if i go to a bar it's no <laughs> big deal canada. when i'm in canada <laughs> uh yeah, you caught that. I've been video trained. <laughs> nah, I don't promote underage drinking. So when I'm in Canada, um, we'll go to a bar and and we'll just have a good time. And yeah. I can do that now. Like any other twenty-year-old. Yeah, I think yeah. I snuck into one bar underage. Like actually, one time I've lied about that a lot as but well as, to as my as friends.
2: Every, as everybody, like as, as yeah, that's what underage does.
0: Yeah, I feel like I also felt like I should be partying because I was like. Like, oh, like, I, like, I was doing shows mm-hmm. and whatever. I had fans and stuff. But, like, when I got home, I just stayed home. Yeah. Um, I don't know. High school was super weird. That was, that was a really weird time. But, no, I don't feel was like it I Was it weird because you were
1: gaining notoriety and then you went into high school where you've got people who right. weren't, like, they treated you differently because of it?
0: No, because that had been happening. At By the time I got to high school, I was used to that. Mm. Um. And also like that only really lasts like two three weeks. Mm. That like when people I came to the school, it. the first day it was super weird. People were like, kind of. I remember walking. We had, like an orientation in in the. I was so nervous. Oh my god! That was the most anxious I've <laughs> ever been in my life. Was that opening like ceremony? They took us all into the calf. The principal got up, started talking, and like people were like looking a little bit. And then when I when we were walking back from the calf to the class area, people were kind of like following but not really mm. but they were following yeah, 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 um and it made me really anxious really uncomfortable and then but people also wanted to be my friend and there weren't that many kids at the school so basically everybody that i could have made friends with came up to me on the first day and introduced themselves mm. which was great and people were a little weird about it at first i remember there was one kid that like didn't talk because he, he was like he just looked at me <laughs> um and he became a, a really close friend of mine but once, like, it doesn't last for that long, mm-hmm. you know. It's not really that big of a deal. A I'm just, a f- human being. I'm just a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's never, it's never that big of a deal. However, um, intrinsically, high school was hard because there were all these expectations. There were there were expectations that I put on myself, and also that the world had put on me, like, or or what I thought the world was putting on me. Um, like I felt like I needed to have so many friends and a bunch of girls on my phone at all times. And I needed to get special or or else I wasn't worth anything, mm-hmm. you know, not because I felt like I was worth something, but just if I didn't have it, then I definitely wasn't worth anything. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of weird stuff there.
1: Um, how did you work through it?
0: To be honest, I just got older. Hmm. I just got older and a little, like 1% wiser and then I was like <laughs> it's fine man like, who gives a fuck the thing that really helped me was I started thinking um what's everybody else thinking about they're probably thinking the same thing that I am maybe mm-hmm. a little different but it's like that that uh like when you're in a crowd when you're walking or you're walking on the street and you're like, Oh, I look so bad, like everybody's looking at me, everybody knows. They're all in their own heads too, man. Thinking Nobody's thinking thing. about yeah, you. What thing. are you special? Yeah. Yeah. No. Nobody's thinking about you. Just do your thing. Who cares? That's kind of that's my philosophy now.
1: Do you, does it bother you if a person treats you differently because of Johnny Orlando?
0: Um I imagine it depends. based on how
1: you've described things to this point that you almost prefer to just be treated as a normal human being. Yeah. So if you get too much of the, oh my God, it's Johnny Orlando, that it could be a little tiring.
0: It really depends, honestly. Like, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't like attention because I do.
1: I think we all do. Everybody does. Everybody
0: wants a little attention, a little validation sometimes. But if I'm like, let's set the scene. Okay. And both of these are going to occur at Queens because that's
1: real. (laughs) Okay. Queens University. Yeah. yeah,
0: we're we're in my buddy's living room, and it's Friday night, nine p.m. And there's five guys there, and then five girls walk in, and I see a couple of them are like, "Oh my god, that's fine, that's totally cool." Because I'm chilling, we're yeah, about yeah. to go out, I'm feeling good. Like that's the time for that to happen, or if I'm at a bar, like that's the time for that to happen. If we get home at like three in the morning, and people are being weird about it then it's kind of like all right man like let's just chill. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, it's very much situational. Mm-hmm. Um that was a horrible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Um is it's situational is yeah. the is, situational the answer, for is sure. I think
1: the key takeaway.
0: I think and I, everybody people know when to just like kind of chill. But it's really not that big of a deal. It's yeah. really not. I don't care I'm so easy going I don't I don't care
2: what about when they don't cause like sometimes like you said like I don't care just don't be mean yeah do you have people just come up and just like, it like expect like the like you know let's, let's say you're going for coffee Are you having a bad day or something like that and it's like you say hi or something but they really like they really want more than you can you can physically give at that point cause your day is going bad or something and they do they ever get like upset do You like, like like you owe them I never say no mm
0: I feel like I do owe them, and that's bullshit. If, if you if any artist thinks that they don't, because they do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, why? Because I have nothing without without my fans. I have nothing. I don't have I don't have a don't have a, uh, a label deal. I can't make music with the people that I want to make music with because each song is twenty thousand dollars, and I'm not gonna pay for that. Can't pay for that. Can't can't make a fifteen song album. At 15 a piece, that's mm-hmm. it's not realistic mm-hmm. um, so of course I would if I if I say all the everything one away tomorrow I continue making music because I love music but I would make it in my room and I would <laughs> never perform on a big stage again and I would never go on a headline tour again and the only difference between those two people the guy that's sitting in his room making music because he loves it and what I'm doing right now is fans so I don't care how bad of a day I'm having, you can all, I don't care how busy I am. Um, unless like I actually, I'll never say no, unless there's a really, really good reason, really good reason. Hmm. Like I'm talking really good. It never, I ne- like I can't even remember the last time I said no to yeah. somebody, um, for like a picture, a hello, a vote for anything. Um, uh, what I was gonna say. Oh, that would cheer me up. That was the last thing. That would cheer me up because it genuinely makes me happy to meet to meet people.
2: And if there's a no and a very good reason, would you explain it to that person at the time, or just like, "Hey, man, I can't"? Or would it, it was like,
0: I would explain. Okay. Yeah, because it's a big deal for me not to.
2: Yeah, and it's a big it's a big deal for that person because they and like they might never see you again. So it's of a course. once in lifetime opportunity.
0: My dad always says to me, um. And my vocal coach always says this to me, but about performing. Excuse me. My dad always says um, when you're in a meet and greet, and like sometimes these meet and greets are, are pretty brutal because you'll be standing in front of a thing with a hot ass light on you yeah. for like two and a half hours, and it's like it's like a train of people. It's a train through. of people. Mm-hmm. Hug. How are you? Like repeat. Um, and I try to keep it interesting, um, but. I never I never get like crabby or upset mm-hmm. because my dad says to me like sure you might you might be it might be the last person in line you've met 249 people and this is 250 but this is the first time that girl's meeting you and maybe the only time that she'll ever meet you or maybe she saved up for six months and or her or her parents saved up for six months, and this is a big deal. This could be her birthday and Christmas present and next year's birthday. You have no idea, mm-hmm. so she better get the same experience that the first fan and the seventy-fifth fan and the hundredth fan got. Um, otherwise, I'm not doing my job. I'm not doing. I'm not doing my job right. That's beautiful. I really like that. Yeah, yeah he's good at that stuff. <laughs> She's really good. Um, and my my vocal coach says the same thing because mm-hmm. be... I'm jet lagged and I'm pissed because of this and that and that but everybody in that audience is walking away with not why you didn't do your best they're walking away with you didn't do your best mm-hmm. you know
1: And I respect that you say that you owe it to your fans because I think I think you're the first person I've heard articulate it so well Thank you that you really aren't Very much without, like, not we're not talking talent, but we're talking the ability to showcase the talent. doesn't exist without the people giving you that attention, just like nothing exists. Uh, Nobody will watch basketball or hockey or anything. Like, that won't happen. The greatest NHL players in the world won't be the greatest NHL players in the world if nobody's watching them.
0: They'll be really good
1: at Beer League with the boys, but, you know,
0: fans make... Fans make you. Uh, I mean, yeah. obviously, but fans make you and people forget that. Like there is I'm not gonna name names, but recently there's this like fucking I don't owe you anything trend, I just do my music and, and you guys like it thing. And that is some crock of bullshit that I've never seen before mm-hmm. because what happened to to people loving and respecting their fans. When I was on social media um like like five ish years ago, like uh, I don't even know do you guys even i don't even know if you know this is, but you now, do you remember that mm-hmm. yeah, um, so people like we didn't use the word fans, we said supporters because mm-hmm. it it fans almost felt impersonal, and that's kind of um that was m- maybe a little bit too much um but it was the f- it was there was just a general understanding and a philosophy of respect and and love and appreciation for the people that. Spend so much time and so much money um and and so much mental energy on you and what you want to do um I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ludicrous to to not recognize that sure mm-hmm.
1: what about the negative comments when you're when you're on social media and you blow up on social media it comes with its fair share of negativity. Mm-hmm. How do you manage those
0: um I don't care as long as people don't lie. I don't okay. care. Mm. You can tell the truth. I'm my biggest critic. nothing no you can't hurt me like you there's nothing people can say that'll hurt me more than the things that I could say about myself if I wanted to. so nothing can surprise me. nothing can hurt me unless you come after somebody I love or um or or you lie. I hate that. I hate a rumor
1: um Can I ask, what's the worst thing you say to yourself?
0: Um, The worst thing I say to myself? This is fucked. I've never told anybody this, actually. Um, It's really not that bad, but, like, the implication of it is just soul-crushing. I remember when I did... This started in... um, in, uh, It would have been, like, second or third grade. I did track and field at my school... And there was this kid that would always come in first place. Always, always. It fuck. Ugh. I was a good runner. I was short, but I was a good runner. And I did everything. I did, like, 100 meter, 800 meter, 1,500 meter. Um, I did cross country as well. I did it all because I loved running and I loved it. But I would keep coming in second place. Um, um, and I just started thinking to myself, like, what if I'm just a second place kind of guy? What if I'm just, like, I'll always be second? Like, there's, because there's levels to it, you mm-hmm. know? You can be average, you can be 5th, 6th, 7th, you can be above average two, three, four, 3, um, or you can be a winner. And I was like, what if I'm not a winner? What if I'm second place? And I still have that thought sometimes. Um, and that's a hard one to shake, because there's no, uh, there's nothing measurable about it. It's just something horrible that you can tell yourself if you want. Um, Mm. that's the point where I'm like, okay, I need to go to bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's like
0: whenever the second place thing starts happening, (laughs) I'm like, fuck that. No, this day has been too long.
1: Yeah. So what do you got coming up in terms of music, shows, performances? I see from your socials that you've been doing some work, doing some tours. What do you got coming up?
0: Um, I'm going on tour next week. which is really which is really exciting it's gonna be a North American uh run so we're starting in San Francisco going all the way finishing in Toronto very nice finishing strong um and then resting for the month of October and then partying (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then November we're back on the road in Asia for the first time which is fucking awesome so exciting thank you um we're going to a lot of different places. I can't remember them off the uh, top of my head. First You're crazy place, to Taipei. Go
2: to like somewhere like that, you've never even been. Dude, people like know you and love you. Like insane. That's gonna be a Kuala
0: Lumpur just sold out today, um, and Taipei as well. And I'm like, what? It's like how? Like how do they <laughs> people know who give a? F- yeah. Like people know who I am? That's wild. Yeah. Um. But we've had a lot of, we we have we've had a lot of um like over the years just like come to come to call and was always a big one um come to tokyo was a big one as well and uh seoul um we're going to like bangkok too it's gonna be sick nice.
1: very cool i'm so excited nice. you it's should be,
0: awesome. be that's huge oh and then a bunch of music is coming out as well yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of cool stuff right. i got tattoos for it i was gonna ask it's the you. ride I've part noticed, one yeah is the ride part two they look fresh yeah they're fresh I always get little never mind, I'm not gonna talk about that. And then, uh, <laughs> That's part three.
1: Oh very cool. Part three. Yeah.
0: And then if you want me to flash you, I got butterflies right here. And that's gonna be the <laughs> that's gonna be the ride. Yeah. At the end.
1: What does all that mean to you?
0: Uh they, they coincide with the the pack concepts and the pack concepts are um it's a breakup album, but it's also just it explores my perspective on things and how that changes. Um, the first one is like the immediate knee-jerk reaction. That's this guy. He's making things worse for himself with this with this rope. He's, fucking, he's freaking out. Yeah. There's this guy. He thinks he's going full steam ahead, but he's about to run into a brick wall, mm. more or less. Um, you got the rope in there. Yeah. Um, and then this one is, is true reflection. And that's taking some time and seeing things clearly um, and seeing how naive you were in, mm-hmm.
2: in these. Is it about a specific breakup or just breakus, breakups in general?
0: The, the album is about a specific breakup. These aren't about the breakup. Oh, okay. These are not breakup okay. tattoos. That is fucking criminal. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> uh, no, these tattoos have no 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 um, they don't mean anything yes. about the girl. Um,
1: but What's the biggest lesson you learned from that breakup?
0: Oh, shit. Were um,
1: you the break her or the break bee?
0: I was a break her, but... Mm. It's hard. Yeah. I don't want to... G- yeah. I kind of promised her and myself yeah. that I, that we wouldn't get into it too much, but um, just for privacy's sake. But um, the biggest thing I, I learned... is to set principles and and stick with them. It's important. Very, very important, especially because this is, this is my first girlfriend, first breakup, first, everything, first time really being in love. Um, first time being in love. And I can say that now because I experienced it and I had never felt anything like that before. Mm -hmm. That shit was crazy and it was awesome while it lasted. Um, but i feel like in the thick of it and especially if it's your first go at it um i lost sight of 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 a lot of things why i liked her who i was when i when i met her um and uh like the kind of man that i want to be in a relationship the kind of person i want to be in a relationship um
1: what kind of man is that
0: a man with, I just like, I got too immersed. We were too close. I didn't have my own life for mm-hmm. for a second, um, and that was what I that was what I wanted at the time. That's what mm-hmm. we wanted at the time. But it was it was a mistake. I, work took a. a work went on the back burner everything went on the back burner except for me and her and I was it was so like immediate gratification made me feel good every day for like six months and then I just fell into this fucking depression and oh my god a battle to to get up every day for like eight months um and at the end of that I was like I know what I have to do I, like I know what's gonna bring me out of this there's only one thing that I haven't tried um and so that's, that's when I, ended things. Um, and like the, that was basically what I said, like the, it's not, it's not you, it's me, mm. but I meant it and I, and I needed it so bad. Yeah. I really needed it for my own personal growth. Um,
1: good for you. Thank you. I say that from the lens of been there, done that when that immediate gratification takes a hold of you, it's so hard to get out of it. It's, it's so, so hard. good. It yeah. feels incredible. Why would you ever consider anything different? Mm. But it's generally followed very quickly by the, this is all a mirage. This isn't real. Yeah. This, this, like this isn't sustainable. And now you can can just
0: be fucked with so easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a delicate. That kind of love, like that fiery passion, is so delicate, and it can it can flip itself on its head so easily. Yeah. So, yeah, it was wild, crazy stuff. Um. I won't be dating for a while. You, it truly is, like, a girl or, or the come-up. Like, <laughs> it, it is. It is. You can... But there's also nothing
1: wrong with, with choosing the come-up. There's nothing wrong with Fuck prioritizing I yourself. I hope not, because
0: that's what I'm doing.
1: But no, honestly, there's nothing wrong with prioritizing yourself because that's where you become the best version of yourself. Right. And then the next relationship that you inevitably fall, find yourself in is the one where you're better prepared for Mm. You're better prepared to hold on to your principles, the ones you talked about. You're better prepared to balance your life and your life with a person. And Mm. I think that's such a conscious decision that a person has to make. And the fact that you're making it, you can easily be criticized for it, but it takes strength and courage to make that kind of a decision and stick by it. So good for you.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, My friends really helped with that. My, My one buddy, Steph, he like... He's an interesting guy. He's, like, never had a mental health problem in his life. Like, just never been... He's been sad, but, like, just one of the most balanced people, right. naturally, that I've ever met. Um, and he's just always right about shit. Like, and it's really annoying. But he's, he's <laughs> almost always right. Yeah. Um, and uh, in terms of matters of, the, matters of the heart. And, like, just... He's a very principled Italian, you know, right. whole thing. Um, but he was, like... When you're in a relationship, you 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 as a team need to have three lives. You have your life, her life, and your life together. And if you don't if you, if those aren't three distinct things, you will lose sight of everything eventually. You'll lose sight of who you are together, who you are separately first off, but but also where you are and where you want to be personally professionally in a, in in the relationship sense um yeah i think i think yeah. that's important my, that's my a good friends i friend have around a lot yeah. yeah
1: johnny thank you so much Voice, thank this you was, so much this was great thank i appreciate you. you coming through and i'm rooting for you man i hope i hope asia is a blast thank i hope you. this tour goes incredible and i hope that we can connect again the next time you're in toronto of course gents yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> i'm around yeah no amazing
0: you guys yeah. know where i live yeah. Mississauga. 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 Yeah. Hospital. Pull up a Poker Hospital. <laughs> yeah. Johnny,
1: appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you guys, very much. Appreciate. Appreciate Thank you so much, everybody.